Can I get you to do something just to start this episode off? Uh, you can so long as so long as I don't have to say the phrase "me likey" again. Because I mean, I, I played along last time, but I think that uh, I, I can't quite stress to you enough how much I despise the term "me likey." I mean, I just I I I think the uh, I don't. You might be able to tell me what the grammatical word for this is. I should know it because I do have a master's in English. Uh, but I'm an idiot still. Uh, basically, I can't remember what like the E part of a word is. Do you know what I mean? So it's like the me and then the like E, you know, grammatically and like hourly. As a syllable. bits of the phrase. Yeah, oh, I guess it is a syllable then. So oh, those do you mean, bits, do you just, mean the, do you mean the assonance? Yeah, that could be it. I basically mean I, I don't like that many E's that quickly. Uh, and also I think I heard it in like a porno once. And it just like completely <laughs> deflated. It like completely deflated me like half chub, and it went all the way to like squeezing toothpaste out of a toothpaste tube. And I was like, I uh yeah, I hate that phrase. Um, um, so as I long as like, it's not that, I feel like even whether even if you're lying, I feel like me even bringing that up again um, is going to either remind me or dare I say you of that anecdote. And I do not want to hear that anecdote ever again. So I think I'm <laughs> I am. I'm good as told not to do that okay. again. Um, now, right. I was going to do something else. Um, it, it's quite simple. Um, I've got my Steam library open. Uh, oh, okay. Um, and I thought it might just be as a nice, make a nice little reference um, for uh, talking about video games. I felt like we, we touched on it a fair bit uh, last time. And I yeah, thought, I think Final I Fantasy thought, came up, didn't it? Well, we talked about Civilization, we talked about Rocket League. Oh, and, yeah, Civ as well. Um, a little bit out of context, but we sort of talked about it just knowing, like, uh, we obviously know what it is. Um, but, you know, it might be, some of the stuff we're talking about might be golden good to some people. But I thought... Yeah, what like, might... you, we might have, like, an 83-year-old 80, man listening to this, being all like, oh, I can't, I can't understand what they're on about at the best of times, but now, <laughs> oh, no... <laughs> Talking about the computers and the games and oh, I I don't know what a headshot is. The last headshot <laughs> I saw was back in WW2. WW. WW2. Oh, sorry, that's more of an American. That's yeah, an American the, 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 army well, well, I'm, well, that... I'm getting the nationalities of my army veteran characters. Yeah, uh, mixed up in my head. Sorry. Well, kind of, it, it might suit the age of it, like the, the general confusion. Um. What I was going to say is, um, at least it's like as a cozy opener. Um, it might cozy be worth... open, like it. Yeah, like a um, there's like a, like a giant hole in golf almost. Let's see, uh, a cozy open where like the hole's about four times the size. So you Either could probably, that or you, you could probably the, uh, fit you could fit a football in them, but you know. It could also be the name for the bar that everyone goes to after they finish playing golf. Oh yeah, they'll the, say the like, oh open. yeah, oh man. Those seventeen holes were brutal. Anyone fancy a pint at the Cozy Open? Yeah. Um, are, are you not going to yeah. bother with the eighteenth hole? Nah, I'm just going to go for a pint. Nah, you nah, pretty much. They're, yeah, they were. They're, well, again, they're all old men playing golf, so they're all took it out. Yeah, lo- yeah, we'd lost anyway. We'd all. No one won that. Um, I'd like. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, is can the Cozy Open afford to be closed? Um, if I know, obviously, like a lot of bars are shutting down. A, from you know coronavirus, which is going to you know stop the spread of the virus. Um, but would you? I think you'd be particularly infuriated if you'd rocked up. You know, you'd, you'd hobbled all the way over to the cozy open. Cozy open closed. Okay. 
Um, yeah, although I get I get the impression that with it being like a country club, uh, it's full of like the rich white dickheads that like think they're better than everyone else, so they just break all the COVID rules. Um, I've got a story to tell about a country club. Actually, I thought I thought I'd stay away from like grandparent stories this time round, or like talking about grandparents. Oh, you didn't you didn't want to end up like me? Uh, what I spoke <laughs> about on like the first episode of just outwardly saying like, oh yeah, my grand's nuts. She's dead racist. Well, no, th- th- this is a nice story. Well, I say it's it's more about an item of clothing, really, more than like the individual. So it's not like it's if anyone's embarrassed, it's going to be me. Uh, That's but, okay then. And anyway, I'll tell the story. Um, I don't know if it's even that funny. I, I I I for me, it's quite a nice. It's a nice story, but like, it, hopefully, people find it funny. Um, so we were visiting my dad's parents. Um, and because they live about three or four hours from where we grew up. Like you have to, you know, you couldn't just see them for the day, uh, so you have to, you know, pack an overnight bag or at least stay for a couple of days. And um, right. and my dad said, "Have you got a change of clothes?" And I said, "Yes, I've got a change of clothes." You know, like the usual, like you pack more underwear than you need in case you you, you shit yourself twice, you know, in the space of a weekend, which you never normally do, uh, but you pack for it anyway. Um, oh no! Oh no! I've shit myself. Oh well, you know, at least it can't get any worse. Oh no! I just I I wiped I wiped my body clean and I put on the fresh <laughs> pair of pants and I'm chatting them as well. Oh dear lord! You've got a pack of these ha- things. At least it will happen a third time. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Um, but um, he said, "Do you have a change of clothes?" Like, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I do. You know, like you know, extra pair of trousers. Uh clean shirts and whatnot blah 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 um but then we went down um and there was a plan to go to this um something like a country club um and my granny had said like oh it's sort of shabby chic is what she described it as so it wasn't like fully fully posh but like there was uh there was like a degree of people still um you know believing it was a very posh institution um we went to visit there just before you know the, the day before we had this like this Sunday dinner there. Um, and the people at the club said, oh no, you can't wear jeans in the club. You can't wear oh, jeans. Oh, right. I was like, and then dad said, I, I, I told you to bring some smart trousers. I said, no, what you said was, have you got a change of clothes? I didn't know in what case you I, meant. In case I shit myself twice, we've yeah. been over this. That's what, that's what I interpreted as. What he meant was, do you have formal dinner wear? And those are, oh dear. That, that's not, You'll agree with me that that the the first sentence is not the second sentence. There, like a change of clothes yeah. is not it, formal dinner I, wear. No, exactly. It would have been uh, the question would have been like, uh, "Have you got some smart clothes packed away?" Because yeah, we, exactly. We might go. We might go out for a meal. Yeah, no, you exactly. You can't be to blame because you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I would think that if my if my parents said to me like, "Oh, you know, pack an extra pair of clothes. Just make sure you pack some spare clothes or like pack two pairs of clothes." I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'd say, t- I'd smile and and give him a cheeky wink and cock my head and say, in case I shit myself twice. Yeah, gotcha. I've got my day diapers and my night diapers. But I, I suppose I was thinking. Um, I'm guessing this might well happen, so I don't want to spoil the story for myself. But did you did you put on a, a diaper and then um, go back to the country club, and uh, the guy let you in because he said if you don't have formal dinner wear, uh, naughty naughty boys. Uh, need to wear a nappy and they need a good spanking. Uh, See, if you that, come that, back that, here that in, a, in, a, in a nappy, I'll let you in. And uh, but you've got you've got to let all the old crusty old men at the country club spank you. 
Uh, I mean, at least that once. would have that would have been a funnier story to tell. I mean, it's been more humiliating, and I'm probably like, I'd have like a, a probably a problem readjusting. But I think um, I wouldn't be that humiliating. Jokes on me. I've never I've never set foot in a country club. You'd be able to lord that over me. But um, no, what I had to do instead was I had to go. Your hiney, your hiney would have been red raw. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. See, carry see, on. See, see, all 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 the story is. Is uh, say all the story isn't it? Betty's story um, is I had to put on um, a pair of trousers that belonged to my grandfather, um, which I thought like, oh, this is going to be weird. Um, like, you know, I don't know how how I don't know how they're going to you know how they're going to fit. Um, like, is this all right? Do you know what I mean? Will it look obvious that I've just is worn? The, is like, this all right? Like, there's something morally wrong with it? Yeah, do you mean yeah? Is, well, is that's this the thing. okay? Like, um, but um. Actually, yeah, I think like literally that like, the first pair of trousers that seemed to fit, they no word of a lie, the best trousers I've ever worn. Like they uh, are did, was it was it like an instantaneous thing, like when you slipped them on and sort of just buttoned and zipped them up? Was it like did you like feel it? Were you like, Oh, oh, this is this Yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're they're hugely comfortable. Like they they're almost like all purpose if you're like, you know, going out to a cafe, going out to a restaurant, seeing about the house, going to the uh, shop. I've got to uh I I would you made me jealous now. I would love a pair like that. I um, I have a real issue now with... Uh, it, it's partly from, like, going through long spells of unemployment. As if I haven't already mentioned, I am... You know, I've been, I've been unemployed since... The... No, this is news to me, honestly. Oh. oh Good no. you. Don't, don't embarrass me. I'm oh, don't do this. Don't um, do this. Yeah, uh, I uh, I've, I basically exclusively wear uh, Schlesinger sweatpants all the time because I don't go out anywhere. And when I do go out, you know, I mean, I, I live in a, a total shithole, so uh, I don't care what I look like. Um, but what that means is, is that I'm used to sort of the freedom that the sweatpants, like, affords my lower regions. So if I have to wear, like formal trousers or just like black trousers for work or even jeans now i get really really bad swamp ass <laughs> um so yeah it's majorly majorly uncomfortable and i could just do with a really nice comfy pair of trousers that actually fits me um i've got quite big thighs um i'm not like a, i'm not really a large man but i have got quite chunky thighs so yeah things tend to get a little bit too some friction well, I think, I think, and there's a lot of moisture. Well, I think I think a thigh gap is quite unachievable for most people. I don't think it's like a um, is necessarily like an overall build kind of thing. I think just a thigh gap is quite like I think that's like a real impossible um thing to achieve. I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like that. I think that was like one of the worst like beauty standards, as in like because that's that was the one like for me like that. That seemed like it was completely impossible. Um, not that I'm following them. I mean, that implies that I tried. Um, but I don't know. Thigh gap. The th- well, what's the what's the new news on the uh, the issue with the thigh? You know, the uh, the cultural issue with the thigh gap. Oh, I don't know. Are you some, are you some kind of thigh gap apologist? <laughs> no, I'm the I'm the opposite. I'm saying like, I'm I'm trying to campaign against it. Like just, um, you know, no need. I mean, like obviously, that actually, just. Sorry, that actually just reminded me. Uh, there's been this advert that's been making me quite angry recently. Of like, uh, there's these like new. I don't know if you might have seen it on the telly. I'm not sure how much te- like regular telly you watch, but um, 
this guy who's been like advertising um these uh these like anti-chafing pants oh i've seen who... these yeah 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 it's kind of like it's slightly and... uncomfortable to look at but like you kind of you yeah. do your ears do prick up because you feel like that it is a relevant issue i just wish that it wasn't said in so few words Kind, kind of, but I. It just shows how we've kind of shifted as a society, or how we're quite like culturally different from, say, like the Japanese. So, like as an example, like in Japan, you don't tend to get many overweight people, just because uh, it's really hard for women because they only make like one size for women. You know, like in this country, you have like loads of different dress sizes. Uh, in Japan, there's only one size, so it's like if you want to get in the dress, you need to lose some weight. Which I think I mean, is, I I think get... is too is too severe. I don't really agree with that. I think that's like too severe. But I sometimes wonder if we're being too lenient now because I think that we're in an age of like a lot of people are going on sort of about like you know being what they what they call plus sized and um, you know uh, women and men. Although you hear it more with women, I think like women saying like oh I'm you know I'm I'm proud of my body. I'm body positive. I'm plus sized, which is great. But I think there is a limit because you know how you get some people who are like large or larger, but but you can tell it's just like genetic or that's just their build or their metabolism. Um, so you know they're like they're, they're a bigger person, but they can still like walk. The people I have it, but the people I am like against are the people who are like so fat from overeating that they like can't move and they have to be like, you know, lifted with a crane out of their bed to be like washed and stuff um and I, I just don't know how like these anti-chafing pants it's a bit like you could buy some anti-chafing pants or you could lose some weight and wear regular pants i don't know well uh, there's what, do you, uh, what are your thoughts sam i have quite a few thoughts on that which is um firstly oh, i don't I, care i, do, I was I just can, being I can, polite anyway uh on with the podcast I, your steam library <laughs> i uh i believe there is a class of people in japan who are deliberately overweight um if you could probably surprise get... me. Well, no, I mean, oh, sumo wrestlers. Oh, yeah, sumo wrestlers. Doi, oh. um, yeah, you got me. But, um, oh, that's one nil to. Uh, that's one nil to, to Sam. Um, uh, is that it go, over man. the over the whole podcast? I've only scored one point. I feel that's wrong. Um, it, it's it's actually over like the whole of the podcast's existence. So, yeah, no, uh, I mean, like you, I mean, you've obviously scored zero. I think that's correct. Um, obviously, but I've only scored. Oh, anyway. Um, well, also producer, the producer actually tossed up points, um, but also the but the, I think I, I don't agree at all that the like the chafing pants are like in a step in the wrong direction at all. I think um, that um, I think that's not I don't think that's necessarily that's what I'm saying it's not necessarily a weight like a you know a heavy weight problem. I think that you know the whole like thigh gap thing. The reason why I said I think it's really hard to achieve because I think you can still be like. Like you can still be in half decent shape, but then not have like, so, like if you put your feet together, you have you know you your thighs generally go together. So like it it that even if you're like in shape, that still seems quite impossible. Um, and I don't think it's like huge. You know, I don't think it's you know a particular problem of like being severely overweight. I mean, again, this thing, I'm not I'm not speaking from experience here at all. I mean, I'm only speaking from my experience of like thigh chafing um <laughs> of looking at looking at uh people people watching people with big thighs well no mainly my own experience i wouldn't say i'm like huge but i and is it same same for you like you still found that there was an issue um 
or like alluding to an issue and you you know you wouldn't describe yourself as a large person so i think like that even like no not at all i've always but, been but, very but, lucky I've but that's got but quite that's good uh, genetics. I don't tend to put on loads of weight, and if I do, it's just my belly that extends outwards. I don't tend to, um, yeah, I'm 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 very lucky. But I think again, I, I I'm not recalling this experience. You know, as in I'm not recalling from experience. This is just what I've seen, which is that I think um, men are generally lucky that there is a you get small, medium, large, XL. You know, and then you can, and so. You know that generally, like X, you know XXL is larger than XL, um, yeah. and and but also and also know that that's the you know that it's a bit more. Um, I'm not saying discreet isn't the right word, um, but it's like it's a bit more like vague in a way, and so rather rather than with like women's clothing, it's like you are. Well, they say you are size eight, you are a size sixteen, whatever. Blah 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 blah. They say like you are this particular number, and so you go, oh, actually, here's really specific comparison points. Um, and so it's they, almost like, I am I am not a number. I am a free man. But that's but that's the thing. Like we we like men generally don't have are not kind of tied up in that number. But then also from that's what, it, what it, was, it was a reference to the prisoner. That's one for uh, <laughs> that's one for the older listeners. But, uh, but um, sorry, car- carry on about the fat people. But um, but even then, but then it's like you're saying that it's like like plus size isn't necessarily like fat at all. But even then, it's like you, like the sizes seem to differ between shops. So even though it seems more precise, it's like even that's in, true, isn't it? In, yeah, in, diff- the, in different shops, of it's it's been reported that actually like a size ten or size twelve or whatever is different. Still have to try everything on because it's so annoying because the sizes don't don't. Uh, <laughs> Sizes don't transfer exactly. See, I, 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 I used I used to bash the idea of being super fashion conscious, but I think a tiny bit of fashion consciousness is, and not as in like good for the planet. I mean, like fashion is like one of the worst industries on the planet. But I mean, as in like you can you can kind of just if you let your guard down a little bit and just kind of go like, oh, I like the look of this, and just like kind of go along with the experience. I mean, it makes it makes shopping more bearable. Yeah, I think you're uh, you're onto something there. I I definitely don't practice that, and I really should. But my only problem is is that I I don't know what looks good on me. I mean, I've always dressed just to please myself, which is usually jeans, trainers, and some sort of t-shirt with a design. Oh, I'm on the it. same. Usually I'm a, I'm, you know, I'm the same. Band. But uh, what I'm going to try and do is um, probably speak to like one of my very 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 few female friends and see if they could like point me in the right direction or or at the very least just suggest stuff that would look good on me well speak speak um, to speak to male friends as well i mean it's like because it's it's not nah, i'd rather not really i <laughs> no, mean just... well look no, i mean like um but it's, it's also not necessarily like a like attractive to women thing like you can just say um I don't know, because you, you, you can still say to your mates, I like that jumper, or like that suits you. I, I want to get my friend... <laughs> Are you trying to say that I, my goal shouldn't be to like go out and attract a mate by dress... Attract a uh, a mate, as in a sexual partner? What you're saying is, I should be trying to attract my mates, so I, I should be dressing for my male friends to get my friends hard. But it's, I'm not, it's not about getting hard, it's about... I don't know, it, it's it's... Damn, that's all it's about. That is, it's about it's about finding what um, is you know about finding stuff that kind of rejuvenates your own 
self-image. It's uh, oh yeah, rejuvenate. I, it's probably re- rejuven, rejuvenating your little your little cock in your pants. I mean, I I could see how you'd have it. You bloody have me strutting around all dressed up in the new fashion, while you and all of our mutual friends sit around enjoying it. I mean, if, if it were my way, I'd have you in a sailor outfit, scrubbing shelves you can't reach. But I mean, oh, that's but I mean, like in 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 back to reality, it's uh, like I, I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to push for like self-confidence and kind of it's a it's a very easy way to engage yourself in like it, it changing things up a little bit and kind of going like oh okay I didn't you know like opening yourself to surprises in the everyday. Um, to be to be fair, you're absolutely right. I am like long. Well, overdue I know I know I know a, I'm uh, I know I'm correct because you keep making fun of it. You keep going. You're, <laughs> that's how, that's how you know you're correct is that you can sense my insecurity because I'm trying because to sidestep just, it. Oh no, because I, I had exactly the same kind of. Well, not, I mean, not in your words per se, but like I used to really poo-poo the idea of like, well, does it really, like I, I, I used to want like a communistical style state clothing. Um, like, <laughs> okay. Like, you were crying out for that. Yeah, something be- cross between like um, a rice farmer um, yeah, and a scrub nurse or something like that. Kind you, of. you saw V for Vendetta and you thought, oh man, that looks great. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm not even seeing it. I want some it, of but... those. I'm not, I'm not even um, seeing it, but like that, that, that idea oh, is like it's basically 1984. It's like like it's it's Alan Moore's version of 1984. Yeah. Uh, but I, I yeah, used to like uh, the idea, but now I you can see like okay, well here's here's actually a canvas of expressing individuality, even if my individuality is jeans and t-shirt is like. Uh, I'm gonna uh, what I'll do. I think is I'll uh, I'll probably literally wait till uh, I'm not too arsed at the moment, and because I'm like on a budget now, uh, I'm gonna leave it for a bit until like COVID clears up. Probably shouldn't have brought up COVID because now this dates the podcast, but whatever, I don't care. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I, uh, we can't get around okay. that. I mean, it's like if, if something's happened in our lives and it's sort of like, uh, or like in the world and it's like, I mean, I mean, who cares anyway? It's not like, if you, I don't think people go. No one's, li- no one's listening. Yeah, no one's listening. No one's coming to us for the news. No one's coming to us for uh, current affairs. It's just. Uh, uh, anyway, I will just, uh, yeah, I'll probably just hit up one of my very few lady friends and say, hey, uh, can you please come shopping with me and uh, see if you can get me sorted out with like a new wardrobe? Because I mean, I don't have to get loads of new stuff. I think you maybe just need like two outfits and then maybe like, no, maybe a third, but just for like going out in, because as far as staying in the house, I will just wear my sweatpants and a grubby t-shirt because it's something I can like sweat in and get dirty. And then when I, as soon as I have to leave the house, I can then slip into like the human, the human clothes that look good on me. But uh, no, I think you're right. I think it would do me good as well because it's just nice buying new clothes. I never used to like it. I used to fucking hate it. But um, I know I used to hate it as well. Like I, I think I've it was kind of al- come round. I think it was also it was always a case of being told like what, like what suits me and you know what I don't have. Whereas like I think as as an adult I could kind of go like oh like practically I don't have like a train so set of trainers or i don't have yeah like uh, smart shoes to work or i don't have um yeah i don't i don't have like a nice lounging around hoodie or like, like and you can kind of based on your own life you can kind of make the decisions yourself so it's less like a, i know i'm like i'm so stubborn i need to kind of come up with stuff organically um i'm the so- same as well though i'm really like i'm annoyingly stubborn when it comes to like changing my appearance because oh i mean changing changing self-change fucking sucks that's like it's just more because people are like my big thing with the fashion side of things was always like 
I'm like dressing for I'd I'd stop dressing for myself and I'd be dressing for other people. But I think yeah. the thing is is you've just gotta until you meet someone, you've just gotta bite the bullet and do it and just try to make yourself look presentable. And then I think once you I mean, my plan is like I'll hopefully meet a woman and then settle down and then I can like really then let myself go. Like I can just stop dressing nice, I can dress like shit, I'll just start eating as much as I want. Because you know, who's going to stop me? But, but, but I'm already gonna... married. They, they love they love me. They're not going to leave me. You know, I could just be well, a big, not, fat that's fuck. Not, that's not a guarantee. Not because it's you, but as in, like, because it, like... Do you know what I mean? It, I think that's uh, one of the failings of romanticizing, like, marriage and whatnot is because... Uh... It'll be a guarantee. I'll find some way to make it, like, legally binding that they can never leave me. Uh, Sam, have you heard of a little something called uh, Till Death Do Us Part? I mean, have you have you heard of the fact that um, about half of all married people in the Western world are getting divorced? Is it the yeah. Western world, UK, or the United States? I can't remember. Um, That's a good point, actually. I'm one of the few people in like uh, I think it was bef- more before I, c- I came to uni uh, in my like town and like my year group at school. I was like one of the only people who had like parents who were still together. Literally, like, so many people's uh, parents were divorced. Or while I was at school, I'd, like, gone through divorces. It was mental. It, and, I, and, like, it got to the point where it made, really made me realize, like, it was like, I was like, holy shit, like, man. People sure do get divorced a lot. Maybe it's my area or something. Well, I don't know, yeah, it's kind of, you can't really pin it on anything. And I guess that's, um, but I mean, also, like, it, it, I, I would... I know, I know you mean like that. The, there's, there's a sort of a comfort in. Um, I think like, I don't know, like still, still sort of look presentable and keep healthy, like for your health. Do you know what I mean? Um, because uh, I know there's like if you if you kind of tie up if you tie up your basis of being in good shape and being healthy, looking presentable in what other people think, and then as soon as you stop caring about that, then that what you tied that up in vanishes. It's like if you find a way to tied up a little bit more about like your kind of like gives you an extra five percent to the day um i'm not an expert but it's just what i think i think if you if you tie these things up into their intrinsic value rather than their extrinsic value um then they tend to be more sustainable you just tend to get more out of them true true Uh, divorces divorces and stuff though uh that's just reminded me in school um i remember at our school uh we had this um science teacher who was like my head of year and uh he was like in like his he was in like his mid to late 30s and uh he like had like from his career while we were like growing up at school and like through his career he'd like gotten married and like i remember once in one of the lessons excuse me excuse me um in one of the lessons um he like revealed that he just had like a baby boy and everything was really happy and then like um I think it might have been like a year after I left or maybe more. Um, uh, some kid walked into the science lab and uh, he was just in there. Like uh, this, this, this teacher was in there just like, like fucking barebacking the science technician bone, bone in her. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, I think, uh, I, think yeah. Everyone, I think everyone understood. And she was in like her like mid to late fifties. Uh, but she was also uh, the mum of like, one of the guys in like a few of my classes like he was in my year 
and like yeah a kid walked in on them and uh yeah it's fucking brutal man so yeah there's two divorces instantly right there well yeah i think it's i think i think the point of that is that there is significantly more nuance to it all should we, should we talk about video games i feel like i'm like the limited i don't have any expertise in this i'm going into now negative expertise um on you're the boss on well i don't know i, I just I was kind of thinking, I, I did think, oh shit, I haven't written any, haven't written any notes um, on from the last episode. But luckily we managed and to... Here, stay, and here we are 28 here, minutes later. <laughs> here we are. We talked about shitting your pants and divorce. Um, shitting so, your pants. Uh, yeah, teachers cheating on their wives for science with like 20 plus year senior science technicians. Yeah. Fat people. It's been all right. Uh, could you go with... Steam the, library. Steam library. Um. I just thought it might be like as a nice sort of again, just because we talked about video games a lot. I thought that might be a nice little exercise, not only to go through like games that you really like, but see if you can find any games you've got that are just god awful. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll just get it up now. Oh, speaking of which, this might be of interest to you. I might go on. It, although I shouldn't be spending any more money. Uh, Sega's got a sale on. No oh, right. Uh, look up to ninety five percent off. Do I have uh, anything right. in the wish list from Sega? I'll oh, fuck it. I'll look later. I could, there's no time for this. Um, <laughs> well, there might there might be. Too easily sidetracked. There so, might... what do you? Okay, I've got it open. What do you want? What do you want me to do? Um, I don't know, just just look just look through it. See if there's anything that like um, any anything that sort of stands out like to you. There's like cracking games, games you've really liked. Uh, but also see if there's anything you like. But there's anything that's just absolutely sh- like god awful. Uh, I'll have a go. I'll try and glaze over some as best as I can. So I was telling you the other day, um, or I might, I might have mentioned it to you, or I was telling someone the other day that I've been playing a lot of uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, yeah, you touched, uh, you touched on that last time. Yeah, uh, really good. Uh, it's it's quite a tough game. It's an, it's an RPG as well, so it does sort of require like quite a lot of time investment on it. Uh, but I would recommend it to any RPG fans. That's pretty good. Rocket League, uh, good game, which me and you are both fans of and play together. That's always a good laugh. Uh, for anyone who hasn't played it, uh, it's rocket-powered cars uh, playing football. Uh, and I hate football. So to anyone who doesn't like football, still give it a chance because it's really good. It's a good, good uh, game to play with your friends. And just one minute, I need to retrieve my mouse. Uh, Sam, do you want to do some of yours while I bend down and retrieve my mouse? Okay, um, a game I've been playing a bit recently is um, Bio Inc. Redemption, uh, which I quite like. It's, it's sort of like quite doctory in that, like, um, it's a little bit like, not quite an idle clicker, but like there's a lot of like, you sort of wait for resources to gather that you can do actions. But essentially it's, um, you can play as either, you can play uh, as life or you can play as death. Um, oh, that sounds both, good. So What's both that called, sorry? Bio Inc. Redemption, so Bio and then Inc. as in short for Incorporated um, Redemption. Um, and the way it works is um, you've got a patient and they're essentially, they've got a lot, you know, they potentially got a load of symptoms or like they, you know, got a lot of different lifestyle choices which either improve or um, deplete like the general, you know, the, the general well-being and health of various body systems. And um, if you choose life, you've got a um, look at various symptoms and test for diseases and treat them until they're completely recovered. Um, but if you play as death, um, you've essentially got to give the patient loads of different diseases until they die. 
So that's a quick look at that. That, look, that looks really interesting. I put that no, it's quite list. fun. It's also like, um, I thought, I think when I first started playing it, I thought, you know, once I got used to it, it would be a bit simple. Like I'm going, okay, like look at the symptoms, do some tests. Um, but actually, as I've been playing it, um, it actually, in a way, requires you to know a bit more about diseases than you'd think. So rather than them just being like, here's a canvas for like, oh, here's a bunch of potential diseases. Um, so a good one that a symptom that keeps coming up, for example, is muscle weakness. Um, and right. in a lot, of, a lot of the games I've played so far, it's caused in by this particular, like in this particular scenario, by Parkinson's disease. Um, sure. Now again, that's not the only thing that causes it, obviously, let alone in this game. Um, but you start going, what you start being able to do is going like muscle weakness, uh, shakes, or whatever. So rather than going, right, what what does muscle shaking look like you know what diseases cause this what diseases cause this you start going here's a complete profile and go i'm going to test for parkinson's without having to do all the individual ones if that makes sense so you start learning what like what a typical within the game anyway what a typical presentation of certain diseases is um oh that's really cool because that's like and, and so you go like teaches you how to sort of spot like the telltale signs of yeah, specific things so. so you go like okay. so you go um like uh you go okay leg swelling pain um lightheadedness something like that so rather than testing for all the different things you can kind of go like blood clots in the leg and so you just start being able to know like what it's likely to be and i think that's quite interesting is that you start um you, you start not necessarily medical knowledge in like the grand you know the actual real life sense but you start being able to pick together like just based on groups of symptoms, you sort of be able to make these leaps. And so it's actually that becomes more important when you do it on high, higher difficulties because you have less time or just less resources available to go and do all these tests. Do we, yeah, to do each individual test. Oh, very, very good. Um, wow. I tell you what, I'm going to contrast that with um, a game that I think, I think that I've got, which probably fucking sucks. See if I can find one. Um, cool. Okay. Well, I'll I'll quickly, if you have a look now, I'll just quickly run through some more stuff. Oh yeah, that please I've do. Yeah. Been playing just because I've got so many. Like I've got. Um, yeah, I think you've got the most like, out of anyone I know. Like something silly. Used, like. It, yeah, it used to tell tell you straight away on the thing how many you've got, uh, how many games I've got, but I can't see it now. Um, I think I've got like four hundred plus games or something, something crazy like that. But um, so. Uh, all the stuff I've been playing. So I've got like uh, Bayonetta, really, really good. Um, I don't know what you call it. Uh, the technical term, I think, for the genre is a character action game. But what that basically means is it's a hack and slash. So basically you play as a character and you run through levels, killing as many enemies as you can. Uh, it's a bit of an oversimplification. Um, the game is largely focused on... Um, building up like stringing together combos of, of enemies and you know comboing from one enemy to the next new crazy moves but uh it's, it's an old game by now as well it came out like probably over 10 years ago but it's uh absolutely fantastic you play as a witch who wears a cat suit that's entirely made out of her own hair and uh when she uses her special magic witch powers uh she uses her hair to attack people but that means that her cat suit comes off, so she's naked. Uh, it's Japanese, so, you know, need I say more. Uh, very good game. Highly recommend it. Uh, what else have I got? Um, I found I found a game which I got and regret. Um, yeah, go for it. Quite yeah, a big way. A bad one. So, um, in 
uh, in one of these humble bundles. Um, I think there's quite a few games available in there, but I thought like there's a copy of Football Manager. Now, one of my friends who got the same bundle had already given away his Football Manager 2020 copy to someone else, just going, nope, not interested. Um, give it to someone else. But I thought, well, I've enjoyed... I enjoy the idea of... And this is a similar reason why I enjoy games like Civilization, like the Total War games, is I like the idea of lots of different factions that are all slightly different and see you know, see who comes out on top. Like, I really, yeah. uh, there's a, a really nice satisfaction to that. I'd always quite do, like doing that kind of thing in, like... Being like, I had like two FIFA games, which are FIFA 06 and FIFA 12. That shows you roughly every six years I care about football, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, I've never, I've never owned a FIFA game. But I mean, yeah, you don't need to. Um, but like, I thought, well, this might be interesting. I'll see if I can. Wouldn't it be funny if I could, like, somehow, with not knowing anything about football, bluff my way into managing like a Premier League team? Um, but I got Football Manager, and I think it's. Um, it's one of the dullest things I've ever played, I think. Because uh, I thought, like, it's I've... funny that because a, a mutual friend of ours plays a lot of Football Manager, um, and he's a really cool guy and like he's super funny. And but it's one of the things I've never understood that that how you can play Football Manager. But I, I guess it just appeals to a certain kind of football fan, you know, who likes the because uh, literally I... called like management games, aren't they? Because you can get them for loads of stuff. I think you can get like Football Manager. Uh, I don't know. Golf, American manager, football manager, middle manager, Gaelic football manager, probation manager. Yeah, all sorts. Yeah, it's like the management with the probation manager one. That looks quite good though, because it's like you have um you have this roster of nonces who are all sort of staying in your like halfway house that's like right next door to a school, and in the game it's your job to like. You have to like click on a nonce when it looks like he's sort of sneaking out because you know you'll you'll come out as like the probation officer and you'll sort of say to him like oh where where are you going noncy boy and he'd be like oh I'm just gonna go down the uh, down the shop to oh buy some crisps and sweets and then you're like all right but we'll be back by curfew and we've got you ankle tagged but then it turns out he's actually going to buy the sweets to try and sh- to shake at the school gate to try and lure children to diddle them. Um, I think that got quite good review scores, actually. Well, it sounds like there's quite a potential for like open, open RPG elements. Like you've got to go all the way around the town. Um, yeah, not, I've never, yeah. I've never had the patience to play it, but uh, yeah, I think it's got good reviews. It's just too close to the bone. Um, but football, yeah, football manager. I think I thought I'd get this like, sense of like, uh, you know, being part of the league. Um, so whereas whereas in FIFA you do you can do some team management, but obviously it's mainly about playing football, you know, and like the actual like mechanics of it. Yeah, like uh, but, actually playing it and being able to sort of see and control the players. But themselves. also, yeah, but also, um, when between all the the schedules, you don't sit and wait necessarily. From what I remember, whereas the football manager, you sit and wait every for every single day to pass for like the game to process every single thing that's involved in every like calendar day. Um, I knew, I knew someone who had played a football manager for so long on the same like campaign as it were. So obviously like it, it, it's, it replicates people like players leaving the team, changing teams, existing players from other teams coming in. Um, sure, like and, and the when, the, the, the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And when they, and when they run out, when those names run out, it makes up new names. To like to okay. put to roster. I like where this is going already. I knew someone who had created, had got so far in Football Manager that um, the entire available player roster 
was fictitious. And think about oh okay interesting like cause i thought i thought you were gonna say they'd played it for so long that like the names that the football manager thing was generating didn't even make sense well like aaa.aaa.aab i just even even weirder than that so it would be like um it'd be like okay welcome it's another beautiful sunday morning here in colchester and it's the uh, it, it, we've got uh, Glip with possession of the ball, and he's taking it right up the left side. Up, oh, and he passes it to Tiff Bobson. Uh, Bobson looking very good today. He's on top form, even though he smokes twenty a day. Okay, Bobson's passing it over to, uh, and he looks uh, he looks to be in in great shape. I thought he meant something like that. Just just the, I was the name. Just like, yeah. Complete um, nonsense. Here we've got uh, passing the ball, looking to be on top of the league at this point. Uh, Obviously, you know, the joke being on top of the league because it would be the top of the league alphabetically. Um, of course. Ah, no, it's, no it, wasn't, it wasn't very good now thinking about it. Um, but um, what I'd say is don't get Football Manager 2020 um, is watch football on the telly. Um, maybe like only watch the Arsenal-Barcelona games. Um, and if if either of those teams are in the UEFA final, then maybe watch it. Um no, do you know what I would maybe, like to maybe, say? Maybe, I, I, maybe Man City teams are worth watching. Man City, the team, is probably still worth watching. Um, I don't know. Uh, watch watch like the World Cup when there's like... I mean, if you're an England fan, do not watch England in the World Cup um, because it's like you'll you'll be let down at some point. Um, and this is thing even my, even my mum would say like it's just painful watching like she even understands that England will can let the score a goal get complacent and they'll disappoint everyone so yeah even she knows not to put her hopes up and my mother knows this yeah exactly um, do, do you know what I would like to see I'd like you know how you've got football manager I guess the latest football manager is probably football manager twenty one or something. So they're all, they're always like just a year ahead, aren't they? But uh, yeah, yeah, you know we've we've had them like we've had you know FIFA nineteen, FIFA eighteen, etc. Um, I'd like for them to do like prequel ones. So I'd love to see like Football Manager seventy two, and it's like you you play through f- what football was like in the seventies. So when like you had like football players who like smoked twenty a day. Uh, and and was still able to like run around and uh, perform, uh, and also where the football kits had like virtually no sponsors on them. You know where they were just like a green shirt with a number on the back. Yeah, I um, think that that might be. I'd like being able to manage that team. Like you have to like you're watching your players come out onto the pitch and you see there's one down and the game puts you into like a quick time event where you have to like <laughs> push past time. all the rabble to go to like the locker room. And try and like wake up the goalkeeper because he's like still hungover from the night before. When they earn, like, you, have to, like, the, you have to use the analog stick to like dunk his head in like the toilet to like get the water on his face, and then you have to like mash X to like slap him in the face. When they give when they give him like a tenner a week or something like that. Um, yeah, exactly. And then at the end, they just get they get a they get a, sh- a shilling between the entire team, split eleven ways. Yeah, even in 1972 when um, we changed over to um decimal currency by that point so that's that has how much little how much little respect they had for footballs they just gave them old currency old currency that was just knocking about yeah they just gave them like um kenyan shillings or something like that um i can't i can't remember which country still use shillings um 
do you have a, any games that you? I'm gonna look for another one that I could either. Highly yeah, I've not done any. Neg- I've not done any negative ones ever. Um, you haven't yet. I, I, it's I, weird. I, I, don't I refuse tend to, to. I refuse to believe that you haven't made a regrettable buy on Steam. Like that's interesting. If I've made I a regrettable buy, I don't know buy, if I have. I'll tell you. I'll tell you about Usually a buy. Pretty which, good with games. I'll tell you about a buy which I made, and then I wondered why I bought it. But then it might be. I might go into back back into it with a bit of a laugh. Um, is this game called uh, YouTuber's Life? Um, and oh, it's very Christ. much yeah, exactly. It's, it's very sound, much sounds shit. <laughs> it's it's very much like if you ever played like um, Adventure Capitalist. It's one of those sort of like um, like just clicking on building up resources, building more resource builders, getting resources. But obviously, it, it, instead, you're a like uh, a YouTube star. Um, and you sort of go through the campaign. I thought, like, I have no idea why I bought it. I think I can't remember if I saw it on YouTube somewhere. Um, I honestly can't remember, but um, I might go back in it and see what the hell the appeal was, uh, because I think I think it is probably quite dull. Actually, I guess it... that's the benefit though of like the bad games is you can, you know, people have made like entire careers on YouTube enough uh of, of like ragging on uh bad games so the beauty of it is is you can still sometimes play a really shit game and still get entertainment value you know similar to how we watch um excuse me god i got wind there we go um yeah uh like how we watch uh films and you know we watch shite films and make fun of them similarly uh you can you, i think you can like play a shit game and make fun of it but uh, I know what you mean. You've got that. You you've basically got that morbid curiosity of uh, wanting to maybe go back just to see, like, yeah, how bad it is. So I've I've looked on the recent reviews um, on Steam of this game. Um, so there's some like general stuff, like um, so some of them are sort of a middle of the road, and so some of them are like I actually really like this game. Um, there's a recommended review that says I regret this purchase greatly. Um, <laughs> And uh, there's there's a not recommended which just says help me. Uh, oh, it's become one of those games. I know there's some games like that in the Steam library where they just sort of become jokes. Uh, well, what awards? Uh, top best-selling new releases, new released games, February 2017. Top 100 Steam bestsellers 2016. I, I feel this is a trap. <laughs> this is I, I smell a trap yeah i might i could carpet bomb my achievements on this and have another go um you, you'll need to tell me how to do that because i need to do that to a certain game that i've fucked up where well, it's just, it's just the ocd element of it is it i'll um I'll it's, t- it's that and also because basically i i fucked up a, a say well not basically i did a thing on um Games Dead Dead Rising, which is uh, a very old game now. I think it came out in two thousand and five, maybe two thousand and four. But it's a real, uh, it's one of my favorite games of all time, and it's a bit janky, uh, and it has got some real like quirks to it that are like put most people off. I don't know if you ever played Dead Rising or if you ever saw any trailers for it. Um, I'm gonna have a look at it right now. Yeah, so it's the first one because they made four since but the first one's the best uh even though it is quite dated oh, i could i could see even though it's out in 2016 at least on steam i can see i can see already the potential for jank 
Yeah, it and it's like so. I'll do this as a really quick one, just for any listeners who don't don't know Dead Rising. So Dead Rising is basically uh, it's a it's a Japanese game. It's made by Capcom, who are a pretty good Japanese game company. Uh, it's basically a game where you play as a guy called Frank West, who's a photojournalist, and um, he basically flies out via helicopter to this town in Colorado where there's been some sort of civil disturbance. And basically, he uh, he says to the pilot of the helicopter, I'm going to go into town and get the scoop, uh, take a load of photos, and uh, you come and pick me up in three days. And the helicopter pilot's like, okay, yeah, fine. And then he flies away. It quickly becomes apparent that the civil unrest is actually a zombie outbreak. And basically, uh, you end up in the shopping mall in the town, which is apparently the town's only defining feature. Uh, and the well, game is essentially... Like, um... Oh, what's it Dawn called? Of the Dead. Oh, there's, there's, uh, Welling Garden City. That's what it sounds like. Oh, oh, the actual place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Sorry, yeah, carry the, on. um, no, yeah, all I was gonna say was, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's quite a large rip up of Dawn of the Dead, uh, which is the same plot. Dawn of the Dead's about some survivors who hold up in a shopping mall and try and survive. Uh, but yeah, Dead Rising's big thing at the time and it's still impressive to this day, is that basically it was the, one of the first ever zombie games that had, like, hundreds of zombies being able to be on screen at one time. Oh, okay. So you really, you really get this amazing feeling of, like, being swarmed by this crowd of zombies. And the idea was that most of the objects in the mall you could pick up and use as weapons. So... It's still fun to this day, but back at the time, it was mind blowing. It was one of the launch games on like the uh, on the Xbox 360, uh, and basically, uh, yeah, like so. If you you know you could like run into a garden a gardening store and pick up a chainsaw, run out and go nuts with that and chop people up. Uh, and there's like a zom- there's like a zombie kill counter in the corner, so you could like watch how many zombies you'd killed. Um, basically, I long story short, anyway, it's a great game. Anyone who hasn't played it, I highly recommend getting the Steam version because the Steam version of the game is really good. It's a really good uh, port. Uh, it's quite well optimized. Anywho, um, what makes the game a bit janky is that um, the game operates on a really strict time system. So basically, the overarching plot is you said to the helicopter guy, pick me up in three days. So you have like three days to do all of the, let's call them quests. Um, but all of the quests are on a very, very specific timer. So throughout the game, I've only just made this connection. Do you know what it reminds me of? Go on. Pathologic, the way Pathologic works. Oh yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about Pathologic a little bit, not because I've played it, but because I haven't. This this links in quite nicely then, so I'll I'll give you the platform and then you can hop on. Uh, so basically, Pathologic does the same thing. But I think I think pathologic is even more brutal, but deliberately so. But the idea with Dead Rising is you constantly have to check your watch because the game has its own day and night time system. And you have to make sure you've got enough time to get to certain objectives. Because if you fail, if you run out of time, not only does it fail a quest, it fails every single subsequent subsequent quest in the entire game. Um, but interestingly, the game, um, the game continues so you can still play. You just won't be able to do the story missions. So what you can do is you can keep playing the game and just kill zombies, uh, and also rescue all the survivors. Cause you can like do side, you can do all the side quests still, which is quite neat. Um, and then 
wait till the third day and get rescued, but you'll you'll only get one of like nine different endings. Oh um, fucking hell! Okay. But but my my argument for the game though is is it's an amazing game once you've learned the quirks. Because uh, for me personally, not to toot my own trumpet too much, um, I've learned quite successfully how to perfectly manage the time system, and I I also know the layout of the mall like the back of my hand. So I basically know now, okay, it'll take me this long to get from this side of the mall to that side to go and pick up a mission. So I know I need this much time. Um, but that's because I put like, you know, 100 plus hours into the game. Uh, but dead quick, before I set you up for Pathologic, all I'll say is uh, the reason I need to wipe my, as you as you so eloquently put it, carpet bomb my achievements is uh, because I basically... Oh, what was it I did? Okay, so I, I did, like, a challenge achievement where it was, like, um, kill so many zombies, I think it was, or something. And basically, the achievement triggered for Steam, but then I, like, died, and then I had to do it again. But because the achievement had already popped, it didn't unlock, like, an in-game item. And, like... I basically needed to do the achievement and then finish the quest I was on. And because I like died, I didn't, didn't go back and do the quest. Uh, it, it's really complicated. But anyway, it basically means I need to reset all my achievements I must say, and try again. I must say the system I've got isn't perfect. Um, so for example, Cartwood bombed XCOM. And then I got back on that recently. And then like after the first mission, you said, you've killed 500 aliens. So I might have to try and find a better system. Again, this is I'm using it to carpet bomb because I have like, a sort of obsessive like thing about doing things in a certain order um but if you use yeah, it where, to... whereas whereas with me i'm doing it because it's actually it's actually locked me out of unlocking yeah. a, an item but also if you use it to give yourself achievements too haphazardly like just by ticking them off you could get banned from steam um so That's interesting so i think uh i think the trick is i just use it for like um getting stats and carpet bombing achievements because that, that's the kind of person I'm like. Um, person I am, even. Um, oh, the end, all I was going to say about Pathologic Classic HD, I should say, is... Um, that's I, the one. I bought, it, uh, I bought it a few years ago. Um, I think I tried to, I played it for a handful of hours, and I was too scared. I found it too spooky. Uh, it's it's insanely spooky. And it's it's also like... I mean, it's not I, just spooky. It's like depressing, and it's like. I mean, I've watched. I've watched a lot of the um, like YouTube analytics videos, like the the ones that like H Bomber guys won. Um, a lot of other playthroughs, like for people like Marshall Dyer. So I kind of know what it's all about anyway, and I think it's extremely interesting to talk about. Um, but I think like even H Bomber miss is like, um, it sometimes might be more interesting to talk about than to play. I think the way you phrased it to me was, did you say, I think I think, think you said like one of the reviewers sort of said, the game's like a masterpiece. It's amazing. Don't play it. Yeah, something like that. It's um, it's not a bad game. It's an amazing game, but it's also a bad game, to quote. Uh, yeah, exactly. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, quick, just a quick summary of Pathologic. So basically, Pathologic is a Russian game uh, made by, I think, like probably a relatively small studio uh and it is it's so hard to categorize but essentially it's like a i don't know what you call it a first person rpg survival game i think it has horror um, elements to it as well yeah with like strong horror elements uh 
in the sense of it's it's the most like it's it's one of the very few games that I've played where you are consistently just filled with dread constantly. Uh which in itself is like a bit of a masterstroke. Um and I, I was enjoying what I played of it. It's also like it's really literary in its execution. Like all the characters have got their own motives and stuff and it's all sort of you have to read a lot of dialogue. But um the thing that makes the game so hard is basically a bit like Dead Rising, Pathologic is all on a time system and a day and night cycle. And basically, you you essentially, the, the whole game is just walking from place to place, talking to people. That's essentially all it is. And then there are just these, like, these fucking gameplay mechanics they throw in just to fuck you up. Like, you, your character gets hungry, but food is, like, A, really expensive, and B, doesn't fill your hunger at all. Uh, you have to sleep, you have to drink, you have to try and manage. The, the whole point of the game is uh, you essentially play as one of three characters uh, who are basically in this t- this mysterious town trying to sort of cure this disease that's spreading and killing people. Uh, but the town is very... Uh, the, the world is like a... Um, I'd describe it as like I don't know. You might have to correct me if uh, if I say anything incorrect, but it, it's it's like a low fantasy world, so it's very like urban. It's like an urban sort of Russian city. Well, it's sort of um, it, it's it's a fictional like um, step town, but like yeah, it's in, in degree. It's, yeah. it's, it's like low fantasy, and like there's like elements of like a real world in which fantastical things happen, as opposed to like Lord of the yeah. Rings. Well, in, in in a way, it sort of crosses the line because obviously the whole place is made up, but it's not like um the rules of the place some of which are based in like oh yeah this is human interaction and then some of it is based in um there were just some people that looked like worms coming out of a cloth uh that's just... yeah and they're, i think they're literally called worms aren't yeah, they? yeah. they're like these um they're like these big essentially monsters but they talk and they're just like you know i think most of the ones i've met are friendly uh but uh, yeah, so that's just, but it's just unexplained because it's just like, this is the world you're in. The way I'd sort of, I'd sort of liken it to, uh, it's a bit like, it's a bit like Lovecraft. Uh, so it's sort of set in like, it looks as if it's sort of set in the twenties, like the 90, or maybe like the turn of the 1900s or something. There's um, there's still some like Baroque elements to it as well, but like, it's mostly like kind definitely. of, it looks, it, 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 it does look very, I mean, we'd call it Edwardian in terms of like the general aesthetic, but obviously it wouldn't be Edwardian yes. in, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, all I'll say about it is I've put quite a few hours into it, and I think I got to, like, the third day. But basically, because I wasn't being sensible about, like, cycling my saves, um, I think I've screwed myself where I, like, I usually rotate three save files, so I should probably have more than that and save more often. See, I'm, I'm, I'm of, the fucking worst of that. Like, I, I just don't bother. But have, I think... I think loads. But I think... Uh, pathologic i've heard is a game where you you, you should really should have, have to yeah yeah basically i'm i'm in a position where i think i might have to start the whole game again i mean if you basically if you die or if you fail you probably have to start the whole game again anyway but i think i'm gonna have to do it because i think the furthest i can roll my saves back to i'm still in a shit position where i think i've got like i've got like no money and there's like feasibly no way to make money i've got barely any food you know what i mean so i might have to start it again but I'll probably go back to it sooner rather than later just because now that I'm unemployed, it very much seems like a like an unemployed game. 
it's the sort of thing I wouldn't want to be playing if I had a job. Because if I have a job, I'd rather be like getting in from work and playing. I think we, I mentioned this last time we talked. Uh, rather be getting in, in from work and just having a quick blast on something. Well, like Rocket League, as I think we said before. That kind exactly, of yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just jump in, few few rounds of Rocket League, or maybe a few fights on Street Fighter or Tekken, or, you know, if it's Rainbow Six Siege, a couple of rounds of that, and, you know, you play for half an hour and you're, like, satisfied. It's great. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I haven't played an RPG in ages, and why I've only recently just got into Divinity Original Sin 2. It's because um, I've actually got a lot of time now, so I can really dedicate, like, a bit like I used to when I was in school, um, and as you're saying with you as well, where you could get in from school and you could really just pour time into these like RPGs. Um, or, or Civ Five in my case. Or Civ Five, which again is also really good. To be fair though, I, I will still fire a Civ up because um, I don't find the Civs that long-winded actually. I, I find I can play for like, I can do the thing of like, I'll play for like 50 turns and then call it a night. So, and uh, I, lo- I do love the Civ games. I do find them quite satisfying, uh, even when I lose, which I, mo- I mostly do. I've only recently started playing it properly and, like, winning. I um, I just like it more for the... Uh... I've always been fascinated with, like, models. You know, like, train oh, yeah, sets that, that's, and, like, dioramas. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very... Uh, that's a really good way of putting it, or, like, at least that's really touched on part of the fascination with these sorts of games. They kind of like yeah, and that's what I like about it. That's why I think I'm not I'm not too bothered when I fail because I just love looking at this map and this little world, and I love building. I love building wonders in it. You know, when you build the wonders to get some extra points. I mean, yeah, they give you like these amazing benefits, but I just love I just love being able to see them in my city. Like you can zoom in on your city and sort of see the, uh, the Statue of Liberty or something, or you know. I also just like I also just love how it gets my imagination going. So like I I used to like to play as like gandhi but then on like civ 4 you could actually be fascist so i'd like make gandhi a fascist and have him like and then have my like one of my civics set as like police state um and i just love doing like i just love doing that alternate history fantasy you know what i mean oh yeah it's interesting when like um nations that were historically in one position end up being in another so like being really far ahead or like um you you have no bonuses to your like naval units but you end up on an island so um you, you know do you mean like so actually that you, you've got to try something else i think um i think because i played it on such low difficulties like all the time i just like couldn't i didn't really i said not that i didn't take it seriously i mean i'd spent too much time in it um and talking about it recently is maybe want to kind of get back into it but uh i feel like with the civ games i didn't I guess this might be a fault of the games, might be a fault of how I play them. Um, there wasn't so much, I wouldn't say variance. I mean, obviously, like, there's lots of different nations, and but the problem is because there's so many nations there, and they all tweak just slightly. So they might have a unique unit and a unique building, um, like in Civ 4, and they might have a combination of, like, two, like, abilities out of a list of eight or ten. Um, but it's, it's sort of, unless you have drastically different strategies you it does feel like you're playing the same nation again and again and again and the only I suppose real, that's true and the only it, i think it might also be go on, sorry. The, the, the only real differences might be if you get in hard difficulties where um if they've written it such that the the, the different ais actually gets quite varied no, gets more yeah it gets more noticeable almost yeah the also, higher the difficulty goes so rather than it just being like oh um 
I'm, you know, I'm more communistic in my uh, cultural policies. You're more right wing. Oh, we don't get on. Um, I am. Um, more... I, I do think uh, it's an effect of playing it on lower difficulty because I did exactly the same thing. Like when I first got into, so I discovered Civ through. They did an Xbox 360 version of it that was like a watered down version. Of oh, Civ Civilization called. Revolution. That's the one. Yeah, I, I quite I like that. that and, yeah. Oh, I loved. I loved it. I. It's so strange. I don't know what it was because I. I never. I never really played a lot of strategy games because I was I wasn't a PC gamer and I think a lot of strategy game a lot of PC gamers played more strategy games because not many of them went to console. Um so so I missed out on like Age of Empires massively because I never had a decent enough PC to be a PC gamer at that age. Um this is talking like uh primary late primary school. Um but when I played Civ Revolution on the 360, I, I loved it. I really got into it. I buzzed off it and like tried to get all the achievements and really got into it. And then I like I read up in like a review that said, um, "Oh, it's it's actually a watered down version of Four. So then I was like, "Oh, I'll get a copy of Four. And luckily, Four had been out for years, so they'd already released like a complete edition of it, and it was low graphics enough that I could run it on pretty much any computer. Um, and when I got into Four. I pretty much just always played it in what I just mentioned before about I just played it because I just used to like to control little people and like make I used to love looking at like the landscapes and uh, something you could do in Revolution that I think you can do in other Civ games but I haven't figured out how to do it is um, you can discover like world wonders and name them so like you can like name certain rivers and it actually appears in writing on the map. Oh yeah I do remember that. Love doing that. Um so yeah, I did the same. I always played it on a is it Chieftain. Oh, probably uh, no yeah, Settler. Yeah. Settler, sorry. I think Chieftain I think in the normal, Xbox 360 one, it might be like Chieftain at the bottom. There's like less difficulty yeah. levels. Yeah. So with with Settler, I always used to, which is a uh, I should mention is out of is it nine? There's nine difficulties. I think it's eight. Um, or is it eight? Yeah. Rather? And yeah, uh, I always used to play it on Settler, but I have noticed um, recently once I bought six. Uh, which I haven't played loads of. I've played a bit of, but I prefer five. Once I sort of was really into five and six, I started watching actual YouTube videos on like how to improve your Civ game. You know, like basic stuff you can do to like improve stuff. So now I like, I've tried to develop my own strategies and actually playing it as a competitive game. Uh, which is fucking hard, man. It is. It's hard. Well, it's also because you could very easily, like if you have a, like a unique unit or something, so let's say your unique unit is in the ancient era or comes about generally in the, near the beginning of the game. But if you're yeah. not ready for war by that point in the game, and you and then you it's actually better to upgrade it to the next the next tier of unit, which is a standard unit, like you've completely missed the benefit of exactly. like the, the edge I've, you had. I found that. Um so I don't know yeah, I don't know if there's a way to I might look into this if there's a way to um yeah, to, to to try and get the most out of each civilization, like and not, and not in a way it's which is like I did, which you just like you just use one element of it and just use it really quickly. There's um yeah, it's it's like one of those things where it's a bit like you know you to, to most like seasoned Civ players, it's like you you wouldn't, for example, pick. You know, it's like you wouldn't pick uh, Rome if you wanted to win a cultural victory. You know, it's like there are certain civilizations where it's like you pick the civilization based on even before you've even started a game, you kind of 
have to know what you want to win. You know what I mean? So it's like... Um, I've, I've never necessarily done it that way, but that might be a good way to do it. Like kind of go, oh, I, w- I wonder what yeah. I want to try and do. Who's best to do I it? Think, I think that's what like the, the pro players sort of do. I think they sort of go like, right, I know what victory I ideally want to go for. So I'll pick a sieve to replicate that. So like an example of a sieve that I quite liked, uh, which actually really nicely sort of like coalesced with two different victories was... Um, Montezuma of the Aztecs in um, Civ Five. His special ability is that uh, every time you kill the unit of another civilization, you get culture. So I really liked his style because it meant you, I could do like domination. I go for a domination victory, which I don't usually go for. I'm really not a fan particularly, of like, fighting. Particularly if you've got a slow unit, then you have to wait like several turns for all the... You have to move oh, all exactly. your units. You can't necessarily... You have to move all your units into like one unit per tile. Um, Every turn seems yeah, to yeah. take like an eternity. But yeah, what was nice about him though was he, he, uh, the Aztecs incentivize actually going to war because as you um, kill enemy units your culture you get a really nice culture boost each time uh so you can actually nurture a really strong culture and do all the cultural victory stuff if you want to but you can do it off the back of actually waging a war so yeah that was quite neat um oh i had another point i was going to say about um oh that was it um i think the thing amongst like you know civilization of the strategy games got me into like you know studying history up to as level and all that kind of thing um and i wish i'd done that because i do like history i've I found more as i've got older i've gotten into history more so i should really start reading some non-fiction books the um the one the one thing i really really love about these games is it's almost like the stamp collecting element of it which is like you see you have all the little sieves and they have like a two color sticker um and you kind of go oh i wonder what colors they're going to be in the next game um and in my head like have they got it right um and sometimes they haven't uh so for example in civ 5 they needed a green like a light green or like not light green but like sort of a pale green and for some reason that's china i don't understand uh it's you know what i mean i i i have a real fascination with that kind of thing and um like which leaders are going to choose um so like i think civ 5 for example did quite a good job of um bringing to the forefront like compared in comparison to civ 4 like a lot of the unknown like leaders because like um a good example is when they have Chairman Mao as the leader of China. And if you know anything about Chairman Mao, yes. he's probably um, responsible for, like, the biggest genocide the world's ever known. And it's kind of like... Him and, his, him and his little red book. Yeah. And it's like, I think, like, the, the, ta- the count of people could be, like... People don't actually have an official count of how many people died under Mao. I think the minimum like, that's justified is 40 million. And you can play him as a cartoonized version in at least two Sid Meier games. Yeah, I remember in four you could play as like you could play as Stalin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um yeah, it's nuts. But you know yeah, you could play as Churchill, which, you know, we now know he's like he wasn't a good person. Oh. Um and uh well I guess I mean obviously like you could say like any leader with an imperial ambition is inherently like problematic. Um but yeah, no, I also think... Church- Churchill did say some really horrible stuff, though. I mean, yeah, exactly. And, uh, at one point, he he he, like you know, people always go on about oh Hitler, you know, was he was so awful because he like you know, 
he came up with the idea to like gas uh you know to, to kill uh, an entire race of people using like toxic gas churchill thought that was a perfectly good idea except he thought of it uh i think it was might have been before world war Two, where he was um he was talking about uh it might have been like the american uh americans like colonizing uh america and you know killing all the native american indians and churchill actually said he was like oh it would be great if uh we could get a gas to wipe them all out so you know he he literally said that so yeah he's uh old churchill there's very much a case of like history being written by the winners here. Um, yep. On that cheery note, um, I might go for my usual glass of water after an hour or so. Um, I should also probably eat something. So uh, are you happy to call it time? And then we'll uh, figure out how to do the next one in our usual haphazard procedure. Yeah, sounds good to me. All right, then. Uh, this is Plopcast uh, signing off for now. Bye.